0: All right.
1: Okay, episode six. Woo-hoo! And it's a super special
2: episode. It's our first guest. We're very excited. So we have Alicia Fisher here, the founder of inspire intimacy and she's also a wonderful relationship coach out of peterborough ontario so
0: hello hello hello
2: all right so we are so excited to have you here this is very exciting. i'm so
0: excited thank you so much for having me
2: thank you (laughs)
1: and so we're gonna start off we start all of our episodes with just a, a bit of a comparison we just we're kind of you know apples to apples here (laughs) not really though (laughs) (laughs) so we don't we're going to learn so much about you and the work that you do but we're just curious from like your job like if you had to compare like a chip truck in like 35 degree humid ass disgusting weather (laughs) in july to like being a childhood movie star who inherited hundreds of millions of dollars and never actually having to work a day in your life where would you place your your job, your career? Where do you fall on that?
0: So I talk to people all across the world all about their sex lives. So I would put and rate myself, 10 screaming orgasms out of a possible $10 million. How about that? I oh, love
1: that. so much. That's, that's awesome. amazing. I love that. Yep. All right. Yep. <laughs> I already want your job. Quick, yep, that's it.
2: <laughs> that's that's amazing. amazing.
1: So cool. I okay. love that.
2: Yeah. So we've got some fun questions for you, Alicia. So um, what is sexology and how did you find yourself in that field?
0: Yeah, so the field of sexology is essentially the scientific study of human sexual behavior, whether it's our sexual interest or how we function sexually. So my journey in the field of sexology pretty much started ever since I hit puberty. I found myself experiencing Puberty, sexual connections, how people were dating and grinding on each other—just so fascinating. It was it was a really weird childhood, let me tell you. <laughs> <And> so, <laughs> I was the athlete all throughout high school and forever. I thought I was going into kinesiology, and it was the last day before university applications were due, and I was walking into my anthropology, sociology, and psychology grade twelve class, and the teacher looked at me and said, "Alicia." you'd be really good at reading people. And we were talking about Helen Fisher, who was a relationship coach, a relationship expert. And I immediately fell in love. Literally that day, I applied for psychology on a whim. And so researching psychology, I wasn't exactly sure where I was going to go with it. I loved working with people. I loved talking with people. And for some reason, I was just really fascinated with how people hooked up. And so I got a lot of labels all throughout high school. And then once I hit university, I I still didn't really know where I was going. And so like most university people, we're just chilling on our phones and a TMZ article pops up. And it says that the Playboy uh, TV house swing is where the American Idol contestants were staying. And so I was like, what, like the Playboy TV mansion? And so I read into the article, and it was about a Playboy TV show called Swing. And so I went and watched the show, and what the show's premise was, it was two regular old vanilla couple, or like a a couple, vanilla couple, who was interested in the swinging lifestyle. And so they would go into this mansion, and there was five or six swinging couples there and so they would get to experience the swing life for an, a night or so and on this show they had a relation or a, uh, a sex therapist on there and th- I was listening to this individual talk to um the I guess the uh, the contestants if you will <laughs> on the show and I just became so fascinated with with her work and what she was doing and so I sent her an email and about her work how she got started in it and I just ultimately felt very confused. So this individual was from the United States, and a lot of the answers were very American. And so I looked at the host, and it was Dr. Jess at Sex with Dr. Jess. <gasps> and so I started researching her a little bit, and I was like, oh, cool. And so I went to went onto her website, and sure as shit, that following Friday, Dr. Jess was in town in Toronto for the Everything to Do a Sex Show. Oh, no way. And so I went to her... Um, her sessions on blowjobs and oral sex and eating out, the whole shebang, and I just fell in love with her presentation style, her little trinkle of scientific literature kind of thrown in there, and I just fell in love with her, and so I walked up to her at the end of the night and said, hi, Dr. Jess, my name's Alicia Fisher, I want to be you when I grow up, what can I do? She gave me her card, and two weeks later, I'm at Oasis Sex Club, and we're talking to a bunch of naked people on how to eat each other out.
2: I love that.
0: That's kind of how it all got started. So I got my honors research specialist degree in psychology with minors in women's and gender studies and anthropology. Then I went on to gain my honors graduate certificate in victimology, where I studied the physiological and psychological impacts of trauma on the individual, secondary victimization and tertiary victimization. Then I went and got my master's in cultural analysis and social theory. So there I actually studied uh, consumption trends and patterns on pornography. And what I ultimately found is that a lot of the most increased search for terms every year, so what the trends were every every year, equated very closely with feminist pornography. Mm -hmm. And so that kind of research, I took that internationally and uh, to Poland Italy, uh, USA, and then now I'm actually starting my PhD in human sexuality. So it's a very long-winded answer, but essentially just being a horny teenager. Is my thing
1: started. <laughs> I, love <that. laughs> I love that
0: so much. Oh wow.
1: my god, I could
2: listen to you talk all day just to say.
1: Yeah, seriously, <laughs> that's, that's awesome. amazing. You're so educated. Oh my gosh, you have a lot of experience, <laughs> and I feel like I just had a million bajillion questions. So I'm gonna have to contain myself because <laughs> I'm like, and what are the porn trends, and what is this? What is that?
2: Like,
1: (laughs) so many questions. We do, we
2: do. Okay, so then moving on into question number two. So, what does a workshop look like with Inspire Intimacy? And which workshop do you have the most fun with presenting?
0: Yeah, so um, I kind of have two sides of me. One is more the presentation style, and then the other one is the one-on-one coaching. So you're asking specifically about my workshops. Now, Mm -hmm. these workshops I tend to do more locally. By locally, I mean Toronto, because that's the only place that has these kind of workshops going. Uh, I've done a couple in Peterborough, though, and it's been a lot of fun. But hands down, one of my favorite workshops to do is Vanilla to Pumpkin Spice Latte, Spicing Up Established Relationships. (laughs) I love that. So it's just for those those long term couples that have been monogamous maybe they're looking to add a little kink maybe they're looking into some consensual non monogamy just looking to kind of spice things up just a little bit it's not we're not jumping into whips and chains it's something as simple as touch, looking at each other in the eyes, using your language, teasing the fuck out of your partner all day. So little tips and tricks and techniques like that is, uh, you know, why couples come to uh, my workshops. Now, I do work with all different types of relationship structures, but that one tends to be uh, quite popular. Perfect.
1: That is amazing. That sounds like a lot of fun. That does sound like And how fun. many people do you run a workshop with?
0: So it's, it really varies. So it can be anywhere between like literally two sets of couples. So um, which kind of goes into my private parties a little bit. So I'll have a couple invite me in and it will be kind of two sets of couples that are friends and looking to, to spice up their relationships and they'll invite me in and I'll kind of do a talk over their dinner, obviously pre COVID. And then, (laughs) um, you know, there was a time at Oasis where we had 40 people like squeeze into this little room. So, um, and they're all naked and just hanging out with each other so it really kind of varies but in with uh my more presentations and professional development that can be upwards of of hundreds of people
2: so cool that is really cool cool. that's awesome so then to touch base more on your one-on-one coaching so what are some really common issues that couples come to you with trying to either solve or to spice up
0: Yeah, so um, I work with both individuals and people in relationships, and typically with with men, um, their main issues is that they're looking to expand their pleasure domain, so they're looking for more modalities of pleasure that just go beyond, like, jacking off and being over it, Mm -hmm. and so it's, you know looking at what's going on with their butt, what is a pee spot, where's the perineum, how can they play with their testicles, how can they play with different sensations, and ultimately how can they bring this into the relationship so this gets a little bit difficult because sex negativity is not just with one gender or another it's pervasive throughout society so I've had um males come to me wanting to expand in butt play whether it's with them or whether it's with their partner and then they bring it into the relationship very lightly and the wife responds saying how disgusting are you gay and so my work with this individual turned from, or went from, this sexually liberated state to all of a sudden, trauma work, and mm-hmm. having to kind of deal with, with grounding and that anxiety around a relationship. And so my day job is that I actually work at the Kawartha Sexual Assault Center doing prevention education, so talking about trauma, talking about grounding, especially for survivors of sexual violence. and. It may not be sexual violence per se, but it, it's it's harmful and sexual in nature. So, um, I do a lot of sex for survivor workshops as well. But so to go back to your question, <laughs> um, so for for men, it's typically wanting to expand their pleasure areas. For uh, women, it's just trying to figure out how to be turned on again. How to kind of capture their desire, and just a lot of what that what that comes down to is that you know we're not light switches. We don't get turned on and turned off just like that. We need to be warmed up. We need to figure out what our love language is. What is it that turns us on and gets us excited? And that's why I wanted you to introduce me because my love language is words of affirmation. So I love people telling me how fabulous I am and what (laughs) I'm doing. My fiance deals with that every day. He doesn't have to do any work. He just has to talk to me, and things are great. There you go. So. And and that also then spills into my work with couples. So um, typically, most of the the couples that reach out to me are looking to expand uh, their their relationship into the more open realm. And so these are typically more long term established relationships that are very nervous about opening up. And and I even work with a couple now that is just like, what do we do now with COVID? And I'm just like, stay safe. So um, it's just. <laughs>
2: Well, it's funny so, that you... Yeah, sorry, yeah. I don't mean to interrupt you. Continue. Sorry.
0: No, it's okay. Yeah. So, you know, looking to expand pleasure and and what and, and find pleasure is kind of what a lot of the issues come down to.
2: Absolutely. And, and just to kind of touch base on something that you said, like my husband and I are just starting our um, non-monogamous journey and we've been trying to date online and whatnot. And COVID, like literally a week or so before COVID, we're like, okay, let's do this. And then coronavirus happened. So, Ruining lives. Literally, it's really, (gasps) well, in more ways than one. Yeah, of course. But, um, (laughs) um, but it's just so funny that you say that, because we're, like, trying, basically, to connect with couples and whatnot online, and individuals online, and I find it so fascinating, basically, that, um, that you touched me so next. I'm like, oh my god, that's me, so...
0: (laughs) Yeah, COVID has totally reshaped the the dating and the sexual industry. It really has, and so now we have to do this really weird thing called talking to people. Right? right? I don't know. As, as a millennial, we don't do that. <laughs> no. Now we talk about slow Protest. dating. <laughs> it's, it's it's been it's been really difficult for, for me to deal with. Well. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Nothing but even on. like Bumble even Bumble was reporting just a huge increase in in time people were talking to each other over their video chat function. So it's it's COVID has totally changed the entire landscape of dating, but it also brought a really great conversation up, which is about safer sex practices, right? Glory holes all of a sudden are making a a huge boom in the porn industry now. And there's a huge demand for glory hole porn because people want to practice safe COVID sex, I guess. Yeah. So- and then Now we have the mask during sex, and all the kinky people are like, oh, yeah, who would do that?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Also, wasn't it, like, our Dr. Tam, like, our, who is she? She's, like, the head of something for Canada for the health? Mm -hmm. I'm I'm butchering this. But she (laughs) said, wear, like, wear a mask. If you're hooking up with somebody, like, wear a mask. And really? we were talking about it at work, and I work in like a like a healthcare field that's very professional. <laughs> and they were, I was, this was like the lunchroom table conversation. Was Doctor Tam is telling us to wear masks? All right, well done, done, done. dusting. Mm-hmm. If go. that's all it takes, <laughs> <laughs> man, that's so crazy. Yeah, wow.
0: and you know, Doctor, like the way she's talking about it is for like new, like when you're hooking up with someone new that's not in your sh- your social circle, right. but. You know, wearing a mask, it, when you're having sex with someone, there's a very good transmission. Like, something, like it's going to get moist at some point, right? So, like, you're breathing so heavily, and it, I just, it's another way to, to practice being safe, but at the same time, we just, we really need to be smart with who we're coming in contact with and really uh, adhere to that two-week kind of wait list in between new partners.
2: Yeah, that's, very, that's a great idea. Smart. Absolutely. Yeah. That's awesome. We back that up. Okay, perfect. All right, right. Another so, question. Yeah. Um, okay. So, what was it like working with Dr. Jessica O'Reilly? Oh my gosh, so
0: as I said The first event I did with her Was was face first, it was all or nothing It was at a sex club with a bunch of naked people Talking to them about oral sex And then at the end of it She did something that she has never done Before in her career And it was actually guide people Through some oral sex strategies and techniques So it's like literally doing it live Right there with her And you know, I'm in like my little dress Trying to be like professional (laughs) But at the same time, it's just like Oh my gosh, all of this is going on So um, Dr. Jess is absolutely incredible. And, you know, you need to check out her brand, Sex with Dr. Jess. She is one of the most kindest sexologists in this field. As one of the top sex experts uh, in in Canada, it's sometimes we, um, going in this field, in any kind of business industry, it's really hard to get connected with people and to, like, kind of create that relationship in a way that professional business relationship and dr jess will will meet you where you are at she will talk she'll talk to you which uh you know sometimes when you meet your stars they you know kind of will brush you off but dr jess was just so kind and you know there were just so many opportunities going to global tv um in the mornings and helping her film and just kind of being behind the scenes going to 102.1 the edge um going to the ophia conference which is for uh Um, physical health uh, teachers in in Ontario and it's just like just so many incredible opportunities and I was just so privileged to to have those opportunities and not only just learn about presentation styles but also the marketing side of this business and you know thinking about how you want to uh, market yourself as a relationship coach and You know, I've very specifically chosen the the coaching route instead of the the therapist route. Now, I've had extensive training um, in sex therapy, and I will be uh, certified by ASEC at the end of my PhD journey, but as an educator, and I've purposely chosen the coaching route because I feel like I can really connect with uh, people in a deeper manner as opposed to a more therapeutic manner. So, I can actually go with people to the sex club, show them around, actually be there with them. Now, I don't perform sex with them or anything I literally take the role of a coach so I'll be t- like taking them through okay let's try talking to this individual let's just have a conversation and see where things go and so um I don't actually like, do things with people it's very much like a like a coach I'm you're on a the to turn people on
2: <laughs> yeah that's amazing cool mm-hmm. I love that so much so you mentioned this um sex club that people go to can you tell us a little bit more about it
0: yeah, Oasis Aqua Lounge. You know, I think they have to start paying me for how much promo I do. <laughs> uh, so, uh, season one, I believe it was episode four, I did with Fatima, who's one of the owners of, of Oasis Aqua Lounge. And this whole part of this interview is just going to be a tease now, because it's currently closed, obviously, because, you know, COVID. Because COVID, and yeah. So, yeah. And so, uh, what it is, it's a clothing optional adult aqua lounge so there's pools there's hot tubs there's showers saunas uh there's a shagging wagon so they literally took the back end of like the scooby van if i'm gonna ruin your childhood (laughs) and made it into like a bed so it's like you can literally you know have sex in the back of your back of your car kind of thing uh there's red rooms there's double mirrors there's a kink area um where you can do some impact play and more kind of kinkier scenes and there's even a private room on the um, upper level and so it's just a really nice relaxing place and it's always a place I tell couples to to go if they're wanting to just learn more about their relationship there's no expectations to to do things with other people just go there and, and have fun I know the first time I went with my fiance we just kind of sat in the corner hit ourselves because we were just so ashamed of our bodies because mm-hmm. you know society tells us our bodies are not good enough or pretty enough or what have you and so you know we just kind of like hung out there and by the second and third time we just like fell in love with it and just like being naked and just hanging out with people and it was just a totally kind of natural progression and it's just you get rid of so many fears and you're just like where did these fears even come from it's just a really beautiful place to to hang out to explore and to expand your sexual horizons
2: that's amazing that sounds so liberating especially if you're trying to open up your life to a bunch of different sexual options for yourself or for in a Relationship. I think that's beautiful. Yeah. Awesome. So cool. Okay. Um, so then do you use what you teach in your uh, workshops and in your one-on-one coaching and whatnot? And do you take that into your own personal life and use that personally?
0: Unfortunately, my, for my fiancé, yes, I do. <laughs> um, they, you know, my bread and butter research through my master's and going into my pr- PhD was pornography. And so I'd be talking to my fiancé about the porn that he's watching. I would go through and analyze it with him, and I think I have pretty much ruined it for him. He doesn't oh, don't what? watch it so much anymore. <laughs> for uh, for Christmas, I bought him a, a feminist porn pers- um, subscription. And so, oh, I love you know, that. he's... he's He's getting good quality content. And you know my um my fiance also lost his father a couple of years ago. and just really utilizing grounding strategies, going through kind of the the trauma response. And you know the the hugging is is so invasive, but just sitting, Kind of beside him not touching him and just letting him come to me like these practices impact all different areas of your life it's not just the the sexual realm so um yeah unfortunately for my fiance, I do and sometimes he'll recognize it and tell me like okay that's great you don't have to therapize me anymore like that's enough like but he he knows and so it's kind of um a cute uh a cute kind of uh love language that we have with each other and you know, um, speaking of love languages, like, it was just so important for my partner to, to know what my love language was, because, you know, he could sit there and, and um, give me gifts and do all these acts of service for me, like, uh, I don't know, like rubbing my feet or like changing the sheets and stuff. It's like, mm-hmm. that doesn't mean anything to me. But telling me that he's proud of me, and that he loves me, and that I'm sexy, and I'm the number one person in his life, like, that is what gets me going and so yeah like um these uh these teachings the stuff that I'm learning uh definitely unfortunately comes into the
2: relationship I doesn't sound that unfortunate to me I was gonna say it sounds like it comes from a really wonderful place of like love and you're just trying to show your fiance just how much he means to you
0: Mm -hmm.
1: do you have you downloaded the app the love languages app
0: no, I, I teach about it, but no, I, ha- I haven't downloaded the app itself.
1: Have you heard about it?
0: Um. No, not the app, no.
1: Oh, hold on. I'm just going to look it up because I have it on my phone. So there's an app. It is called Love Nudge, and it asks you all these, like, I think it's like 30 questions, and it uh, tells you your percentages. So, like, my percentage oh. is only 10% gift giving. I love that. Mm. Gift giving is very low, but then acts of Mm -hmm. service and words of affirmation are tied. And then you you match it with your partner, and you can see what theirs is, and Mm -hmm. you can actually put in the app that you are needing something. So you can put in, like, like I'm due for this, like I'm due for you to do something for me, like an act of service, or I'm due for you to tell me something. Um, And then you can send them, like, it's a love nudge. You can send them a nudge, like I'm ready for something. You have to, and then you can actually um, change your love tank. And so it's like you can put your love tank at, like, 80%, and then you can maybe say why. It's at 80%. That's exciting.
0: And then you hook up to the WeVibe app, and then he turns on your vibrator from home. There right, you go.
1: Right, <laughs> And you're, like, grocery shopping, and you're, like, there it is. Oh, there it is. <laughs> yep, we, we got good them. now. Yep, my yep. love tank is full. Yep, there we it are. is. <laughs> That's amazing. Gotta love these apps, man. Yeah, it's great. So great. The yes, they great, yes. Yeah, technology. Loving it.
2: <laughs> okay. Oh, okay, so then moving on to the next one. Um... So how has COVID impacted your talks and events? Um, We see that you also host a radio show and a YouTube channel. And has that helped your business flow in light of COVID-19?
0: So at the uh, mid-February, end of March, I was doing a lot of international travel. I was in and out of three different countries doing uh, conferences and presentations. And I kind of had it planned that Prague, which was mid-March, was going to be my last big hurrah because I was planning for my PhD and so in a way it kind of all worked out Um, yes it kind of sucks that we're not doing uh, the conference Sex Down South is online the playground conference which is a big um, uh, health wellness sexuality conference in Toronto the Guelph sexuality conference a lot of conferences ended up either being cancelled or moving to the online space which so it's too bad, but you know, it's just kind of the way that the world is. Um, but I've, it's actually been really great because people have been able to really just focus on their relationships. I know at the beginning of COVID, there was these uh, thoughts and hypotheses around a big baby boom in nine months, but really we're seeing a divorce boom. Yeah. So there's been a, actually an increase in divorces since COVID. And to me that makes total sense. You know, when we learn about relationships, where are we learning about them? Well, in our Disney fairy tale movies, because what happens when you get married? You live happily ever after. Yeah. We don't talk about the relationship like a business, right? You have to evaluate your models. You have to set an agenda every day, or at least once a week, or every couple months. And you have to evaluate: what is the strength of the relationship? What is the strength of the business? How are we doing? Where can we improve? And those types of conversations tend to kind of get um, suppressed when we have when we're dealing with kids when we're dealing with our jobs, when we're dealing with post-secondary education, when we're just dealing with our lives in general. And so COVID, as I said, it's flipped the dating world. It's flipped the marriage world because all of a sudden they've had to realize, like, okay, all the things that have been uh, nagging in the back of my brain, I now have to deal with them because I'm seeing this person every day. So I've Mm -hmm. actually seen an increase in people reaching out for coaching appointments, which has been super awesome. And then for my radio show, um, that has just gone into a more virtual space, which has actually been great. I've had an oncosexologist sexologist from California on my show. So for awesome. season three, Dr. Gabriela Grotez, uh, she researches cancer and sex and relationships. Uh, I've had uh, people from um, Germany. She's a Victorian porn researcher on my show. Oh, my God, that's And so, so cool. uh, it's, it's It's really broadened my horizons. Yes, technology has just always been interesting but it's it's really allowed me to kind of bring them into the inspire intimacy radio show world and so with season three is just being posted online but season four is about to go live and i'm just talking about my research in school and so you know covid has has really changed uh, a lot of things but it's also made us really evaluate a lot of different things in our lives and figure out what is really important
2: I love that so much. sounds like even though it, on the outside it seems like a very negative impact, the reality of it is that it's really helped you kind of look inward and also really focus on your radio show, like talking to a variety of guests and whatnot, and it's been a really positive experience so far. So that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Perfect. That is so cool. I know. I'm so excited. Okay, cool. And I'm also <laughs> going to have to do another deep dive into your um website and everything because everything you're bringing up i'm like oh my god i have to do more research i'm
1: making note <laughs> for all of the research i'm gonna go like back to like your very first post ever and be like, like let's <laughs> see this
0: yeah oh. season three it's it's in the process of being uh posted and edited you gotta thank my, fian- my fiance for that so we're uh it's coming <laughs>
2: perfect well we're excited That's amazing. Okay, cool. So then last and final question. Um, Do you have any funny personal stories that you'd like to share about your time in your field? Whether it be an interesting talk you hosted or even like the worst sexy encounter you've ever had. Like, Mm -hmm. the floor is yours.
0: Definitely. So... At Wilford-Laurie University, there's a group there called the Islands. And so it's a bunch of um, folks who are essentially from the islands, all international uh, folks, whether you're living in Canada or your family's from a different country, what mm-hmm. have you. And uh, they always run a really, really fun sex talk event every year, and they always bring me. And I have such a such a balm at these events because uh, the islands, they have great food. There's, there's two things about the islands in this group. They have great food, and they ask really great questions. They don't care. It's just no filter, off they go. Okay. And so um, I have a beautiful Volvo puppet named Lilith. She's featured <laughs> on my Instagram. She's big, beautiful, and purple. What could be better than that? And, uh, I had, a, um, a, a female presenting individual come up to me and she's looking at my vulva puppet, and she's just like perplexed. And I'm like, what? Like you have one, like what's going on? <laughs> and so she's just like, oh, is this the pee hole? And I was like, oh, um, sorry. Like you, you go to, you go to Laurier here. And she's like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, what are you taking? And she's like, oh, I'm a fourth year business student. A fourth year business student thought the head of the clitoris was the pee hole.
2: Oh, no. <laughs> yeah and
0: so this just speaks <laughs> so greatly to the need for healthy living sex ed in school and that we also need to talk about pleasure you know it's one thing to talk about STBVI's; it's one thing to talk about unhealthy relationships we gotta also mix the good in with the bad Absolutely. and it's not to make people have sex people are already doing that with the bad but it's to make a more educated decision around how to have sex because how are we getting educated about sex? We're watching porn. 100 million people per day are going on Pornhub. That's that's per day, and that was pre-COVID, so I don't know what the numbers are now. Holy. We will see at the end of the year what the average turns into. But 100 million people per day are essentially getting their sex education from watching porn. And so you know women in particular, are not learning about the different modalities of pleasure. They're not learning about that the clitoris has over eight thousand nerve endings. And I have a great video on YouTube about that. That's where you see Lilith. Yeah. And they're they're thinking that you know that you have to have the the biggest and most throbbing penis in order to get an orgasm. But what we see in the research is that roughly twenty percent of women can actually reach orgasm through vaginal penetration. So what about the other eighty percent? And so it's so important that we, we talk about, you know, what is the clitoris? What is a vulva? What's the difference between a vulva and a vagina? And, you know, there's just, there's always like the, the funny questions of just like generally like, how do you put a condom on with your mouth? And then, you know, I unfortunately have to demonstrate, which like, you know, <laughs> I, I, I do that professionally and, and personally, so it makes it, you know, makes it really fun, but um and then people always want to know about, like, my, my personal life. And so, yeah, it's just, uh, it's always just very interesting to me. And, you know, some people like to say that, you know, my, our type of work as whether you're um, a sex therapist, whether you're a relationship coach, a sexuality educator, or even a sex worker, so many people try to say that our work is not needed. But when I'm talking to a group of grade seven boys and they mention a porn star, someone that they look up to, and they don't know that I actually research porn. This was through my uh, sexual assault center prevention work. And they're mentioning porn stars as someone they look up to. These are grade seven boys. yeah, And so it just speaks to how important that this work is and that, you know, it's it's it's. Uh, work that essentially impacts you for your entire life you know as a kindergarten you need to know boundaries you need to know when it's okay to to hug and touch someone and when it's okay for someone to hug and touch you and that you need to know that like yes yes means yes no means no and maybe means that you need to ask more questions or say okay no worries like you know and then all throughout your entire life, and, and marriage, and whatever, however you're connecting, and so you know these conversations are so important, and it's always it's always just so much fun um, hearing uh, people talk about their their first connection with porn. I had uh, one individual. This was at uh, the North Carolina Sexual Health Conference, and uh, she was sitting in the living room, and um, her Bluetooth speaker came on, and. Uh, her dad just went off to his room, and all of a sudden, turn on to Pornhub. Live cam models are here for you, oh and all of a sudden, this big sex scene started on their family Bluetooth speaker, <laughs> and uh, that was that was her first uh, introduction to porn. Oh, listening to what her dad girl. was watching. So, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> um, There's just uh, so many. Um, hilarious stories uh, that I get about people and, and their first interaction with porn some of them needed and some of them are wasn't asked for so. no yeah <laughs> very
1: accidental Wow yeah. oh that's so funny that's amazing. Uh- you are so cool. I know, I and in love. like <laughs> I'm in love and obviously.
0: Can yeah, you like can you please tell my fiance that? Can you tell him yes, that I'm cool? Yes. You're I will so pass cool. that on. Yes, for I'm, sure. I I'm, I'm know that he knows.
2: That's he has to know.
0: He has
1: how cool you are. So I'm wondering if you can let anyone who's listening know what your handles are so that they can follow you on YouTube, Instagram, yeah. Where Facebook. can people find you? Where can people find you? How do they find you?
0: Certainly, yeah. So the most common one that people reach out on is my Instagram, which is alicia So a l i s h a dot j j dot f i s h e r. And then on um, my Twitter, I'm alicia underscore intimacy. Facebook is alicia fisher relationship coach. And uh, Facebook's a little bit interesting because it tends to shut down my profile, especially when I'm sharing stuff about queer women, uh, sex being needed in education. Apparently Facebook doesn't like that. And then my website, uh, you can head on over there, inspireintimacy.com. Ultimately that's where you're going to get connected to all my social medias, whether that be YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, uh, and Twitter.
1: Beautiful. Amazing. That is great. It's been so wonderful to chat with you and to hear about this. You have a lot to offer the world and the work that you do is really, really important.
0: No, oh, thank you so much. It was such a pleasure being on your show. I appreciate it.
2: Thank, thank you. you so much. It was so fun, like, virtual. I was going to say virtually meeting you, but we're talking on the phone. It has been fun, nonetheless, talking to you and meeting you, and we are so excited to see where you go from here. Amazing. It's been a really
0: great ASMR session. Oh, there yes. we go. <laughs> <laughs> I love That's awesome. That. Okay,
2: well, thank you, folks, for tuning in, and uh, as always... Um, you can find us on YouTube, on um, Instagram, on uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all at La Petite Mort Pod. Um, you can also email us in your stories and whatnot at Pod at gmail.com. And as always, when in doubt, lube it out and ride a will. Thank you. Bye. Bye.